T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show Within the show, thanks so much for joining us. As always, you can get this on its own iTunes feed or radio.com. Just search Permission Granted or check it out on the DA Show iTunes podcast feed or radio.com or go to CBS Sports Radio or anywhere else, really, that podcasts are available. Now, let's talk about Wednesday's show because there was multiple emotional snaps for you. Number one, you got really... Angry at me for suggesting that you didn't have attention to detail on the bet with Dave Friedman, Super Dave? Had to be said. Had to be said. The moment you start side-eyeing me and looking my way like I did anything wrong, I got to defend myself. Okay, you say he's dragging his feet on what the bet's going to be. I think I got a good bet. I got to run it by Super Dave, see if he's cool with it. And then if he is, then I'm going to present it on Thursday's show before he comes on. I probably should not have snapped on the air, but it was one of those things that... By now, you know, I'm in for any bet. It's not my fault that a bet is not laid. I have said yes to everything. Now I'm snapping again. And then the second part was you admitted that you are eating like a house these days and that Danielle had to step in and tell you is something wrong. Yes. <laughs> is something wrong. She was not pleased at, my, at the pizza place display because, you know, two slices is one thing, but when you order a whole chicken roll and then another big chicken Alfredo slice and then order a bunch of mac and cheese pinwheels, apparently suddenly I'm a gluttonous pig. So, so, wait, so you ate two slices? No, no, no. You had one slice. Usually your standard, and she knows, you go to, yeah, you get two slices. It could be the specialty slices. That's fine. Sure. I ordered what's like a chicken roll. It's almost like, you know, it's it's a lot of bread and chicken stuffed in there. It was a buffalo it's chicken. It's rolled one. up. Rolled up with a lot of cheese. cheese. It's big. It's thick. It's like a brick. So, usually that would equal two slices. <laughs> okay. I ordered one of those. And then I also proceeded to order a chicken Alfredo slice, which was piled high with chicken and milky Alfredo sauce. And then I got, for the table, six pinwheels with mac and cheese <laughs> stuffed in them. And everybody else got, you know, your standard, I'll have a regular slice plus, a, you know, a chicken franchise. Slice. You know, they have all these crazy pizzas. But I, I, like, I overdid it. And apparently to her, this was pushing a line because I have done nothing the last three weeks but eat. Eat, 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 eat. Dessert every night, food every night. And it's, it's hindering a lot. <laughs> and then you had the brownies. Yeah, and then I had brownies after. But that wasn't my fault. Her cousin baked them and brought them over. I was going to be rude and not have them. But everybody else had one, and I had two, and apparently that was a court investigation. And so Danielle just pulls you aside and says, hey, before is some, bed, is something wrong? Before bed, because I waddled into the bedroom after everybody had left with my shirt off. World Series game ends, and she looks up in disgust and goes, we have to talk. And I said, what? She goes, have you seen yourself lately? You notice your pants are getting a little tight? You've been eating like a slob for weeks. I blamed it on my lack of sleep of late. 
That didn't go over well. <laughs> but she, now that I think about it and I start to replay the days in my head, I will be a man and admit, yes, I, I have not dieted or even just watched what I ate as hard. And now that she's noticing, maybe that's the wake-up call I need. And Bob's bar couldn't have been good for you because you've been slamming a lot of pumpkin beers. That's the thing, too. I'm I'm not even going low-cal beers. I've been <laughs> doing a lot of craft beers of late. So the whole thing, there's a lot going on. But like I told her, Saturdays I'm hosting the pork store now, so there's going to be less drinking on Saturdays for me. So that's a win. I'm hosting the pork store. <laughs> So a lot's happening in my life. Okay. Uh, so now you're going to watch yourself or you're just going to keep letting it go? No, no, I'm going to watch myself. I had a couple good workouts the last couple of days, but eating-wise, like today's a turkey burger when I get home. I did have a lot of chips this morning, <laughs> but hopefully that doesn't that doesn't add up. They're all 130-calorie bags, so three of them, it's like 390. Okay. Uh, number two, let's talk about the pork store. Okay. Do you want to just make sure yeah. that that's... Not ringing anymore. Okay. All right. You've been hosting the overnights now two weeks in a row. Sure. You log on at sign on at two a.m. Eastern time. Log off at six a.m. Eastern time. The overnight slot. And sure. uh, by the way, always at I don't know if you're aware of this five fifty on my way out the door, a.m. Don't forget to listen to DA Sunday Morning Football on many uh, of these same affiliates. I am very just want that out there. Very cordial. That. That's good. Very good cross promotion. So. Who's your producers? It's been Ben Horowitz and like James Graceffo. Okay. Who uh, James Graceffo had a cup of coffee in the big leagues with the DA show a couple of years ago. He's floated around the Atlantic <laughs> League for a little bit. So I have James Graceffo with me. And and you have any guests that are booked? Or you just do four hours of calls. Um, no, I we have guests. Two weeks ago, I did a Yankee reporter. Sweeney Murdy uh, live following the first game of the ALCS. Oh, he's up that late. Well, yeah, it was a late game, and we got him on in the early early in the show. And then last week, I actually had a uh, something we never do on the DA show. I, I gave it a whirl. I had a fantasy football guy on. But you're going into Sunday football and stuff like that. We had that on in the 4 a.m. hour. I taped that earlier on Saturday. The, the reason I don't do it is because it opens up this can of worms where everybody wants Correct. to talk fantasy football, and then you can't stop that cascade, so I just avoid it at all. Uh, and it, which is what I alerted my listeners to as well. I said, look, we're not going to get into your individual trade starts, anything, but this is your good primer heading into the day if you're playing daily fantasy, anything like that. Okay. Um, so how's the pork store been? Has Have people adopted the pork store moniker? Well, it's really started this week. A couple callers, I tried to get it to catch on, like, hey, you're inside the pork store. <laughs> So I, I should have pulled them for you and had it. Uh, nobody even batted an eye or blinked. So I, nothing's really caught on yet. But I, you know, I think it due time. Look, it's it's you know, fair. It's, it's very early. stage, very early. So yeah, for the most part, it's been okay. So that's what you're adopting the pork store. We had the meat locker. Yeah, I the think itchy, the, nip, itchy nipple chub rub. I think the pork store out of all of those would be where people would still take the show seriously. So oh, that's the one. I guess. So, but I'm not doing it for everybody. It's just kind of like, you know, permission to board. It's like, yeah. welcome inside the pork store. Let's see. <laughs> I don't start the show by saying this is the pork store. Okay. So the pork store is just kind of like a name within the name. That's kind of what I'm trying to go with here. No, I think that's good. Like it's, it's the DA show and there's the mothership, exactly. right? Yes. So right now we're just kind of going with my name. It's the Sean Moran show and there's the pork store. <laughs> so the pork store is the mothership. Welcome inside the pork store. So that's kind of what we're going with. Or you're waiting for people to, to order a kielbasa. Right, right. Land, saddle a cow and a pig right inside. 
so, so far, two weeks in, you've done overnights before, though. Big thing that you're seeing, tons of calls. Tons of calls. Like we saw on the overnights when we were doing overnights Correct. for two years. A lot of people just waiting to talk in the middle of the night. Some crazies. You're starting to get the crazies like we had in the original DA show where you just have to have fun with them, uh, you know, and then your normal truckers and everything. But a lot of calls and a lot of people just want to talk about a million different things on a football weekend. You know, I'm getting a ton of baseball calls that people want to talk a lot of college football and there's a lot of NFL takes and everybody wants to get in on it. So I have done it a lot like you have. It's a family. I open the doors. Let's talk about what you want to talk about. Let's have some fun. Isn't it amazing that you would think, I think people listening right now figure, oh my God, 4.15 in the morning, nobody's listening, nobody certainly wants to call. Oh, not the case. Nobody would, you know, you would just think it's crickets if you were just on the outside. And when you're in it, you could not be bombarded by more people that want to call and talk sports. And it's it's a bizarre experience. Because I honestly think if you're up in the middle of the night and you're up at crazy hours and wherever you are listening to a radio or on your phone or in the car driving trucks, Uber drivers, I get a lot of Lyft drivers. Yeah, I think it's just a standpoint of you could throw music on all you want, but you kind of just want to be a part of other people are awake at this same time. Yeah, so let me yeah. feel a part of something. So I think that's that's the bit. Oh, this live talk show and there's other people calling. Let me be a part of this because it makes me feel like I'm not sitting here alone or whatever is going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing, really an amazing experience. And calls from all over, too. Yeah. I mean, coast to coast. It's, you know, I look up at the board. I'm like, this is crazy right now. And a lot of it's weird to have, you know, somebody with an ALCS thought from California and another guy from Wisconsin within 10 minutes of each other. It's really a unique, cool thing about national radio. Definitely. So the pork store is on your radios. It's the Saturday night chub rub every week, six, uh, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern time. You lead into Kincaid. Yes. Yes. Little Kincaid's baton handoff. Giving me a lot of feedback on that last hour. Really? Like, big fan of I'm doing, I'm trying to do segments here. I got the phone scroller, which is basically a ripoff of the water cooler from the old DA show days. Spruce it up with a little different music and a different name and do the same thing. He likes that? Loves it. Says it says it's happening. The music's quick. You're giving him three quick thoughts within nine minutes. Getting And I relight the phones at five minutes. like a reset of the show. He seems to be into it. I do okay. a little NFL picks at 540 when I run out of steam. Tip of the cap and away we go. Uh, what to look for on this Sunday. Any negative feedback? Yeah. Apparently Kincaid thinks I stole a bit from him. Oh. So I do, look, I'm not going to try to act like I'm the most original guy in the world. I do something called Campus Crush, which is four biggest college football storylines with highlight, little college football music running underneath. He claims he does the same exact segment with another name. And I said, look, JK, you didn't invent this segment. I didn't invent this segment. <laughs> We're on on a Sunday morning, Saturday night. People want college football highlights to talk about it. Who's kidding who here? We can change the names all we want. Nobody thought of this segment. It's just what you do. Okay. Uh, I mean, don't you do something like that with the highlights of the college football? We do excessive celebration where we, but it's not necessarily like games that you'd care about. It's just the craziest, craziest, zaniest play-by-play call. The point is, if you're doing any kind of college football recap on a weekend, everybody's going to have something similar. So that's the only criticism I got that I stole the bit. Relax. Okay. Uh, we'll wrap up with this. You saw Nomad. I did. My uh, debut for season number four, my trip to sure Clemson. Did. And you noted that's a little unique because I have the narration going on. Sure. Um, there was a couple of episodes at the end of last year that I did na- narration. That was feedback from Pens. Pens felt that the Nomad could benefit by me writing to some of the video to like follow along as it, it just being pictures, video, and music. And I said, oh, let me try that out. A little more Bourdain-y. Yes. Narrating it. No, I think it worked. Is this going to sound both sides of this? I think it worked and I loved it. 
But I would worry if Nomad went all of that all the time. Because I still think telling the story with the music and the B-roll shots without you speaking over it, it works in a lot of settings. Like that Tennessee trip you had where you're showing the river and the music's playing and everything. Where I don't, it's almost like watching a game on TV. I don't need somebody to call it. But at the same time, when you're kind of telling the story, like I've never been to Clemson and I felt with the images and and you just walking you through it. And I mentioned to you about the uh, the shots of the stuffed tigers, and you saying that you can learn there's a lot of stuffed tigers. I might see you roll through that without you talking about that and go. Might think to myself that is a lot of tigers, but your explanation and kind of the history there and everything. I think it worked. I think it was a nice twist, and I think maybe for the college football trips, it really does work. Okay. Well, that's good to know. You also thought, though, that I needed a shot of the guy taking a pizza out of the pizzeria. Sure, sure. we've been over this, and you've mastered the job of filming food. I mean, you want to talk about me making leaps and strides as a producer. I think you've made leaps and strides as somebody that films food <laughs> and food intake. And you gave me a nice overview shot of a overloaded pizza. And I think you said the name of it. Like, this is the carnivore. It's called the carnivore. The carnivore, All right? All meat. See, I watched. I know, I know the name of the pizza. And you, and you showed the outside of the pizza place with the sign, which we've all seen on Instagram anyway. If you're talking about a late-night pizza hit and you set the scene like that, Go inside and let me see what the pizza place looks like. Let me see a guy taking a pizza out of the oven. I don't know. Just give me a little more hunger feel than just here's a still shot of what the carnivore looks like. Here's a sign that said it welcomed me. To me, at that point, why are we telling the pizza story anyway? That's fair. And I probably should have done a better job filming the pulled pork, too. Yes. I even forgot that existed. You're right. We saw trays and stuff like that. But I thought great, best part to me, great interview with the guy who set up the tailgate for you. Mm. Gave you a little, we don't like South Carolina. I thought that really, that spoke to college football and channeled the college football fan. Okay. All right. This is all good feedback. Uh, next episode is going to be my London trip, so it's a big one. All right. I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Did we film the fact that it took you 10 hours to get to the other side of the Buckingham Palace? No, we did not. And oh. we're, not we're not allowed to film in Buckingham Palace. Oh, that's No cameras right. in there. That makes sense. Can't even take still shots. But that's really? good because it keeps moving everybody along. They don't want anybody stopping to take a done of picture. I guess we're just going to have to let Nomad tell its own story. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that episode of Nomad is coming up. Uh, you can subscribe to the uh, the series by going to YouTube and just uh, clicking subscribe. You'll get notifications on brand new episodes. And the pork, sco- the pork store comes your way uh, Saturday night. I hope that you're not uh, really emotional or antsy uh, when you go into there because, you know, the baby's on the way. Yeah, no, I think I'll be, uh, I'll be a little more calm. A little more, uh, and if you think we're talking Astros, Nats after the Yankees have been eliminated, I think we'll go LSU, Auburn, Elite Show Saturday. <laughs> Side B's coming up. You track down one Andrew Bogus. Andrew Bogus is on, and we really uh, we had a million things we wanted to talk about, but really just Muffin Gate and who smashed the muffin into the ground. I and got, another another guy's a lightning rod around here. Just can't get out of the crosshair. Yeah, I've got my culprit, and he's he's been caught red pawed in my mind. Yeah, so we we discuss a lot of that next on Side B. All right, that's Side B. Welcome into Side B of the PGP. It is Mraz, host of Side B, and the executive producer of the DA show, and might I add, host of the Pork Store, Saturday nights on CBS Sports Radio. And we are joined by the bogeyman, Andrew Bogish here on Side B. Andrew, good morning. Hello. How are you? You know, in reality, Sean, there probably is a shortage of quality pork stores, like real pork stores open from 10 a.m. to or from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern time on a Sunday morning. Correct. You would think that's true because pork stores are usually a day thing. They're really not even open in the evenings. Right. So much like that one late-night pizza place you might find in your local neighborhood. Exactly. Um, 
I'm your Satriellis. I'm your or, place for your hanging salami. You, as you'll find out soon when uh, when Baby Mirage is here, you're going to be up at weird times of the day. At 4 a.m., it might feel like noon. And you know what? Hey, you know what I can do right now? Let me run to the store before it gets crowded and get my pork. Let me go to the pork store. But you know, is there one open at 4 a.m.? No. It's funny you say that because obviously I've been with my wife a long time. I have you know, think I've known every tendency, and now she's going through her first pregnancy. Yeah. At this point, maybe only pregnancy, the way this has gone. But I, I do, can't believe there's even one based right, on her knowing you. I, mean, I do have to say, startling. earlier this week, I woke up, something, I don't know, energy. I know she wasn't next to me. It was like 4 in the morning. I usually get up at about 5. So I went to use the restroom real quick, and I see a light on in the kitchen. There she is. Slugging, uh, you know, a roast turkey sandwich. Nice between white bread on the uh, on the table. And I'm like, okay. what are you doing? Okay. And I just she just looked at me. Sean, leave me alone. Yeah, no, that's fair. I said, she's four a.m. feeding time. It must be the baby. I don't know. Are you now figuring out how you can become pregnant yourself so you can have a turkey sandwich guilt free at four in the morning? I will say I've gained. I said, I've gained like nine pounds since her pregnancy. That's fair too. Um, and she hasn't even had cravings. I think I I just assume I'm the one <laughs> I'm who needs to have instead, them. Yeah. But uh, and speaking of cravings, I've been craving a muffin since Tuesday's show, and we discussed yeah. a smashed muffin in the carpet of an annex studio that you and the other update anchors partake in for updates for New York. And this was part of Pete the Body Bilotti's trash that a company email now has been issued to please clean up after yourself. As it turns out, and I, I hate going down this road because I genuinely like the man, mm. Peter Schwartz was the man before you in the studio. Correct. So just to recap, if you didn't listen to Trash Tuesday, Andrew Bogus comes in on a Monday morning. It was Monday morning. It was uh, somewhere between five and six. I, I didn't am nec- am right. I didn't necessarily need to be in that room, but oftentimes, uh, whoever is in there at night leaves the lights on, and the lights in there are almost as bright as the light that you would shine at like a convict you were interrogating. Gotcha. And you're trying to like badger the truth out of him. So it actually, it's so bright, it like bothers me from three seats away. So my routine now is to come in, plus I'm thinking about the, 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 the environment and the planet. No one's in there, I turn the lights off. I go to turn the lights off, and I see this fairly significant brown circle on the carpet. And at first thought, it looked like something that you might eat to make sure it wasn't dog poop. Sure. Uh, and it wasn't dog poop. Thank goodness I didn't come in, because I might have tested it. Exactly. It was... A perfectly flattened muffin top, as if someone had dropped a complete muffin top and then very gently pressed it down. Just the top, no the stump. I, it looked, I mean, I guess it could have been that flattened that it was all equal, but it just gotcha. had, it had the perfect circular, circular outline of the muffin top. Crushed into the carpet of this room. Okay, so now, I, I want to peel back the curtain here for a second. Yes. We bring this up because... You know, newsrooms can be disgusting and everything, and you yes. should be cleaning up after yourself. As I look, and a million chips have just mm. been dropped off over there. Yeah. But anyway, you want to pause the tape and no, go get it's some? No, okay. okay. That did distract me, though. Yeah. There's a million uh, people in—well, not a million, but there's a lot of people here that just—you should be cleaning up I after yourself. I mean, we're yourself. going 24-7, 365. Right. There's just always someone here doing something, eating meals, whatever. So naturally, when you walk in and you see that, the initial instinct is, who was the last person in here? Because exactly. they are likely responsible. Yeah. That last person here happens to be Peter Schwartz. Mm. Now, if I really peel back the curtain— Peter Schwartz, obviously, we all know the name. He is, was a part of the DA show in the early days. Whenever we bring him up now, sometimes it might seem unfair because he's not currently 
a part of the show. Right. And But he keeps finding himself in nonsensical headlines around CBS I mean, Sports Radio. the universe Radio. puts him back into our crosshairs. Right. And I have talked to Pete because me and Pete have a pretty good relationship. I mean, he's a good family man and everything. Like that. I like needling him and having fun with him. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder if Pete could take the joke. He gets sensitive. Um, and not everybody can take a joke. And I think Pete sometimes can't take a joke. Pete has asked me in the past... Hey, I'm fighting with these guys on Twitter, some of the DA show listeners. I don't even know what's going on. I'm not even awake during your show or listening to the <laughs> show anymore. You know, can can we stop? Yeah. So I, for the most part, have tried to pull back on talking about Pete. Pete is only being brought up here because you encountered a non-cleanup situation. He was the person directly in front. And and a unique one. I mean, there's, yes. there's kind of run-of-the-mill right. debris here. A napkin... An oh, empty a smashed muffin cup. is gross. Right. They, like, you know, people bring food in and, like, it gets left here and it gets nasty. Like, that's one thing. But to have a crushed, significant chunk of a muffin on the carpet in a, in a, in a, in a sound booth deserves to be talked about and investigated. So the reason I bring this up is I don't want anybody listening, or Pete, if he happens to hear this, to think of pick it up. No, no, you were the last guy there. Right. There was nobody there between you and Bogish, and there was a crushed muffin. An email went out, and Pete was contacted on the email. Pete, can you please clean up after yourself? He has now denied all wrongdoing from what I have been told sources close to the situation. Mm. Said, wasn't me. Well, I would never, quote, I would never do that, I think was what he wrote back. Right. And my question then, my follow would be, he would never lose half a muffin? <laughs> or he would never <laughs> not clean up a crushed muffin? Uh, I would say both. So, okay. let's just say he didn't crush the muffin. Yes. Let's say he is speaking the truth. And also, if we're going to defend Pete here for a second, I have worked with Pete at night enough to know that snack chamber he brings in. I mean, he's basically bringing in an entire 7-Eleven shelf in here to eat, and it gets finished. I truthfully believe Pete would notice if he lost the muffin. Well, that's been my my point the whole time. But, 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 and I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, please, I was cutting you off. But, you would have to notice the muffin crushing the ground, which means... If it was the person before Pete, Pete sat in there for eight hours. Is that the shift? Uh, on a Sunday, I think so, yeah. Pete would have sat in that room for eight hours, getting up to go in the CBS Sports Radio studio, going back right. to get there. In and out of that room multiple times up per and down, hour. Which means the chair that yes. he's on is wheelie. We are on wheelie chairs here, rolling back and forth maybe on that muffin. How could he be so oblivious as to not notice that muffin and... If he does notice the muffin, you have to pick it up. You can't leave it for the next people to come clean up. Not not only how could he not notice it, but if it was there before him and it stayed there for the entirety of his shift, there's no way that it wouldn't have been smeared and pushed and broken up. It was a that was a fresh closed crime scene. Correct. Had and and it's perfectly placed where somebody's sitting there at the desk in front of the computer in front of the soundboard eating a muffin. It like rolls down your body, oh. off your gut, on the floor, right down between where your feet would be. So right if, in the batter's box. Exactly. So, so if he didn't do it, he would have the entire day been kicking and smushing further and right. spreading out notice? all this debris. He would have noticed it, and it would have been a more spread out mess. It's almost like it was the last thing he did, allegedly, drop it, crush it once, and then get up and go. Okay, so if I had to ask you, yeah, honestly, yeah, because you witnessed the, cre- the crime scene firsthand. I, yes. I've only seen pictures. And, do you think it was Pete's muffin and he smashed it? Um, it certainly... It certainly seems, unless I'm putting way too much emphasis on, like, 
the structure of the crushed muffin. And by the way, this is only an incident that could happen at CBS exactly. Sports Radio. Um, it, I feel like if it was there pre-Peter, and then he went about his entire day here with it underneath that console, there'd be muffin everywhere. It'd be up on the walls. It'd be back under, further in the console. It would have exploded there'd at that point. There'd be a trail of crumbs coming in and out of the studio because it would have been on his shoes from stepping on it and moving it all around. It, it just... I don't know how Pete's not directly involved in this. Okay. Um, so if Pete, it's not Pete's muffin. If it's not, right. to me, Pete has to be the most oblivious human being on earth yeah. to miss it the whole time. Or, or lighter on his feet than we're giving him credit for. Or lazy enough that he saw it is going to play dumb and just really didn't feel like bending down to pick it up. And now he is yeah. coming off hip surgery and maybe that's part of it. But like, to me, just be honest. So again, and this is what really sucks. I wish Pete had a better joking around attitude yeah. because it'd be great to have Pete on the PGP to yeah. like defend himself. Right. But to me, and I'm just going to lay it out there, I think Pete would be a little too sensitive about it because of past DA show stuff and listeners bothering him and stuff like that. And here's the fact of the matter. In reality, it's ironic I'm going to say this after doing 10 minutes of a side beat yeah. discussing it. Is it a big deal to us like that Pete didn't do it? No. But it's just one of those things where you want to be a nosy but you know who was that rude yeah. to drop the muffin or whatever? And Pete, I'm sorry, your fingerprints are all over it. As far as I'm concerned, if this was a real crime, an arrest warrant would already be issued. Well, and, and like I said on the air uh, on, on Tuesday when we were first discussing this, like, it was a lot of muffin. It was an amount of muffin that you, that should have, as you were eating it, something in your head should have triggered, like, man, that muffin went fast, or I'm not that full, or where's the other half of my muffin? If you had a hamburger and half your hamburger disappeared, you'd notice it right away. So whoever's muffin it was, how they didn't know that they dropped half of their muffin and then chose to leave it there, I I don't get how that works. So much. There, there's it's just so much there, but Pete has denied it. And I guess the best way to go about that is, even if you're guilty and you know who did it, you might as well deny it because in reality... If it's not for me and you talking about the PGP, it's going to really be forgotten about. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think security will go back and look through the cameras for us to see if sadly, we can see. Sadly, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. But, look, Dems the brakes. It's just another thing on that that notch in that belt where you know, controversy and Peter Schwartz. It's, they go hand-to-hand. It's, hand it's, it's hand. unbelievable. Hand-to-mouth. It's like Conor McGregor in the UFC. Yeah. You know? It just You can't stay out of trouble. Maybe one of his kids will bother your aunt on Halloween again this year. We'll have a whole other story. That's true. We are a year away from that. Yeah. Well, we had other stuff to do, but we're already out of time, so I'm glad Muffin took it up. And another, a different Pete in our targets today. Usually um, it's Bilotti. Yeah. It's Schwartz. Bilotti, be careful. Don't do anything wrong. Step. Don't, don't do anything wrong. You can follow Andrew Bogish on Twitter. Uh, at Andrew Bogish. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Harass CBS. Have a great week, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.